how do y'all? I'm Leslie. And I'm not Leslie. I'm Laurie. That's right. And this is Sumo, Sumo Kaboom, Kaboom, where we talk about all things Sumo. That's right. And last week, we talked about the biggest guys in Sumo. I think you guys like that episode. Yeah. We got, we got people who like big guys. Yeah. I like big guys. I do too. That means this week, we're talking about the smallest guys in Sumo. Who I so, also love. Yes. And you're not alone. You're not alone. Les is going back in time because she loves history. She loves sumo history and culture. Love history, which is so ironic because I really sucked at history growing up in school. But uh, now I'm fully interested. Yeah, look at you now. So Les is going to go that route. I'm going to talk about two of the smallest wrestlers wrestling right now. But first, I really want to thank those of you who have filled out our survey. I know a survey is not the sexiest thing in the world to do. But it's so helpful. So thank you. Thank you, those of you that have done it. If you have not filled out our survey yet, it's open only until the end of the month. So you got a few more days. Well, how can people find it? You can go to tinyurl.com slash sumo kaboom. Is there a link on our website or anything? Yes, there Sweet. is a link on our website. It'll probably be on our social media again, too. It'll take you about 10 minutes, and we are going to give away one $50 gift certificate for someone who fills it out. But more than that, it's Man, really... what could you buy with $50? I know. Well, you could get an awful lot of random things. Yeah, you could get stickers, sumo stickers. You could get... Uh, sumo towels. Po- like uh, like uh, pencils. T-shirts. T-shirts, keychains. Digital books, like or, the world's your oyster, or give it away to a wonderful charitable cause. Now that's nice, but come on, <laughs> do whatever you like. <laughs> do whatever you like. Oh, that's that nice, but don't do that. <laughs> Secondly, I saw that we got another really nice sumo review from BKK Sumo, who um, says that these sisters' expertise on the sport of sumo is world class. Oh, how nice. Up, keep up the great work, ladies. This is the only time I've been called world class, but <laughs> I'll take it. Thank you, BKK. <laughs> it's always nice to read things like that. Yeah. All right. It's time for a news flash. The May Boss Show will not have spectators for the first three days due to a declaration of emergency by the government officials. There's just like three or four different cities, Osaka, Tokyo, that everybody's going into lockdown. Again, expect when you first start watching the Boss Show for it to just be empty as hell in there. I'm excited for this. <laughs> Am I strange that I'm looking forward to this? Yeah, I think so. But hey, everybody's different. Everybody everybody likes different things. I really like listening to them breathe and grunt. And I just love hearing the sounds of sumo without yeah, the crowd. I, I enjoyed that the first time through. It was really it was interesting to hear all their grunts and sounds and breathing. But at the same time, I think they're ignited by having audience there oh, yeah. and fans there. So um, we'll get a little bit of both. Exactly. We get the best of both worlds That's this right. time. That's right. Wrestler Azumaru, who is in Jurio, has COVID. Now, he had a fever, I think it was on the 19th, and it was reported on the 20th in the paper that he took an antigen test and proved he did, in fact, have COVID. So this, again, is the same stable, the Tamanoi stable, that had an outbreak back in September of last year. So they all sat out that tournament way back when. So I don't know what's going on at that stable, but yeah. I'm just a little worried. I'm just a little worried, but we're hoping everything is okay. Okay, and he will be back in action soon mm-hmm. after he recuperates. One of my favorite wrestlers, Tamawashi. He was given a perfect attendance award for 18 years of wow. not missing a day of school. And I call it school because that's like, do you remember being a senior in high school and then they gave out those perfect attendance awards? They oh. had perfect attendance awards at school? Yeah. Like, like my high school. All... Yeah. There were wow. some kids that went to every freaking day of school. And that is Tamawashi. It's impressive. <laughs> yeah, but you know what's even more impressive? He has 1,331 matches on the record, but yeah. he is not number one. The current number one is 
was former Sekiwake Kyoku Tenho, who is the head coach of the Tomozuna stable now. And um, so he's called Tomozuno Oyakata. He has 1,470 matches under his belt with perfect attendance. Tomowashi's on his way to grabbing that trophy from him, though. I know, a fellow Mongolian, too. So, wow. Um, and by the way, Tomozuno Oyakata, he wrestled from 92 to 2015. He also has really great hair, and I've been wanting to say that. But this is about Tomowashi, okay. not... Not the other guy. No, no, no. Um, Tamawashi. So congrats, Tamawashi. So the embroidery is serving him well. It is. It's keeping him stable and healthy and calm and able to do sumo again and again and again. Yeah, uninjured. I yeah. love that, Tamawashi. All right. You know who else I loved and who was looking sharp is Ozeki Terunofuji. Yes. He had a – he was wearing – did you see this – news conference where he's wearing all white like he's a sumo god yeah. he just looks so good he looked very stately didn't yes. he yes yes and of course the pressure's coming on full steam ahead are you aiming for yokozuna uh-huh. and he's like uh yeah i mean well yeah duh, that's yeah. why i came back i'm dressed in all white <laughs> i mean come on i'm the star of the show <laughs> anyway he said that he and the other ozekis are in a battle for the rope the yokozuna belt so I think that that's exciting for him to say that out loud and to also hopefully inspire the other Ozekis to be like, yeah, we don't have a Yokozuna in this next Basho. So let's all go guns ablaze and let's do this up. Let's see who can get there first. Yeah, he's been saying that for a while, though, that he really is going for Yokozuna. He's always said, I got to get Ozeki first. Right. But step. yeah, I'm getting there. I'm going there. I think it's great. I think it's... uh, it's so exciting to well, have four Well, and it's Ozekis. actually bold because if I was an Ozeki, <laughs> which <laughs> would be amazing, I think, if I was an Ozeki, I am not the type of person that says my goals out loud because people usually come in and check in with you afterwards. To see if you actually got there? Yeah. Like I never said I wanted to be on SNL all the time because people always – like church friends of mom and dad would be like – How's that going? going? (laughs) You know, you should try TV or you should try Broadway. You know, you don't tell people because people continue to ask and keep you accountable. And sometimes your dreams shift and focus. And it's quite bold to be like, no, I want to be a Yokozuna. And here I am. I'm at the doorstep and I want this thing. I think the sumo way might be a little different from the SNL way, though. Don't you think? Oh, yes. <laughs> Slightly but, different? Yes. I think in I the sumo world. Inserting myself into this as <laughs> I, an analogy. I know. But it does seem to me that in the sumo world, it is usual and actually very looked up to you if you say, I want to be Yokozuna Yes, someday. but then sometimes not. Because look at, for instance, Takanosho. He could be gunning for Ozeki. And if they ask him, or they ask him all the time, like, is that what you're aiming for? And he's like, I'm just aiming to, like, get Akachi Koshi. I'm just aiming to do my absolute best. So some of them are pretty shy about what they want, even though you know <laughs> They want to rank up. <laughs> anyway. Maybe they just have their two canned responses. And they're like, fellows, yeah. you can choose from these two. You can choose the more humble route or just go for Yokozuna. Or Yoko just go Zona. for it. Yeah. Well, Tadunofuji is going for it. Maybe we should take this on in our own lives. Maybe we should just go out the front door and be like, this is what I want, world. This is what I'm going if for. If my path was so straight, if, 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 <laughs> right. if, if my path was you like, wanted. well, it's either Yokozuna or retire. Like... <laughs> In my life, it would be great. But I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I want to, I don't know, become a gardener. I don't know. Maybe I want to do professional watercoloring, even though I have no art training. Anyway, I'm rambling, but let's move on. The Bonsuke is out. Yeah. Now, this is the first time since 1955 that there have been no new promotions to Yokozuna, Ozeki, Sanyaku, Makauchi, or Jurio, which I thought was interesting. And also, it's interesting that it's newsworthy in Japanese news. They always tell you this is the first time since like 1923 that this thing has happened. Like we don't have the equivalent of that oh, you're quite right. as much. Not as often. They really keep records and they really love to yeah. be like, this is the first time since 2016 or 2006 that Ishiura used this technique. So anyway, just a side note. Also, if anybody is on Abi Watch 2021. Abi Watch, Abi Watch. <laughs> He got bumped up 46 places to Makushita, <laughs> number seven. Des- I think it deserves to be. I think the people at the top were like, you know what? Let's just, not drag this out. No, just let's bump them up. <laughs> yeah. 
I do like once. I do want to see him back in the top again sooner. (laughs) But all the coaches of the kids at that level were like, please just bump him up. He's beating up our kids. He's crushing them. (laughs) (laughs) So I was just glad to be like, okay, he's. I'm just imagining all these sumo parents picking up the phone and, like, and going, my son oh, is getting beat up by Abby. Oh, God. <laughs> Please. Oh, God. He's got a tough match. Kid, go out there and give it your best. Oh, anyway, um, Enho is Jurio number one. So we won't see him. him we will. We, so we won't see him in the top division. We, but we'll see I him think, in Jurio. But we will, because you know how usually they yeah, bump they, up they, Jurio they, one. They guest star for yeah, a day. Yeah, so he'll be a guest star. Yeah, and that'll be nice yeah. to see him guest starring. Yes. <laughs> He's been there before. Yeah. But um, Ishiura's up. I noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. Just no new, brand new faces. Got it. Okay. I want to end the news flash with something a little bit more on the serious side. So some of you may follow on Twitter Takagaijin or Sumo Injuries. And um, if you do, you'll see that there is a change.org petition that is on social media. And again, you can find it through Sumo Injuries or Takagaijin. And what it is is a petition encouraging the NSK to implement new rules and safeguards for wrestlers regarding injuries. And we all know sumo is dangerous. Neck injuries happen just like in football. But, you know, rules were changed in football and in other sports to protect the wrestlers. And we haven't seen that in sumo as quickly as people would like to see it happen. So this petition, it's asking for better protocols, um, emergency medical personnel to be standing by closer and everybody to have basic first aid training. It would also send a message to the NSK that international fans deeply, deeply care about the wrestlers. We love and adore the wrestlers and we care so much about their well-being. So it's just a way to uh, communicate that. And so if you'd like to sign that, go to Sumo Injuries and add your name to the petition.org. So once again, if you do want to add your name to that petition, go ahead Go to Twitter, follow Sumo Injuries, or Takagaijin, which will lead you to Sumo Injuries, and fill that out. Make your voice heard. I'm going to start out my section with a couple of quotes. I don't always quote, but uh, in fact, I don't think I've ever quoted anybody, but I'm going to go with a couple of Muhammad Ali quotes here. The will must be stronger than the skill. That's that's that one. That sounds like a Muhammad Ali quote, yeah, doesn't it? Rhymes and yeah, it's got a rhythm great. to it. Yeah. And then this is perhaps one of his most famous. Impossible is just a word thrown around by small men who find it easier to live in a world they've been given than to explore the power they have to change it. Impossible is not a fact. It's an opinion. Impossible is potential. Impossible is temporary. Impossible is nothing. I thought I would just mention those just because I think when you look at small wrestlers, you think they are doing something mighty in this little package, the package that they were given. It's like a mighty duck. Yes, like a mighty duck, which I never saw that movie, but I know everybody (laughs) loves it, but I never saw it. I'm the one person who hasn't seen it. I think people have said to many small athletes, this sport isn't for you, right? But that's that wrestler or that athlete was like, No, it's not impossible. I'm going to do it. So all throughout history, big and small athletes have been proving people wrong about what they can do. Think of Spud Webb, who played for the NBA for 10 seasons and won the slam dunk competition of 1986. I think that was pretty popular because I remember Spud Webb in that competition. Don't I have no I've never even heard of a guy named Spud. I don't know what you were doing. I was 16 back then. I had many other things on my mind. (laughs) I was 12 or 11. I did too, but I'd heard of Spud Webb. Unless he was a Harlem Globetrotter, I was not interested. Man, I love the Harlem Globetrotters. I need more of them in my life. Okay, how about this one? You probably never heard of this one. Muggsy Bogues? No, who's that? He was 5'3". And played professional basketball for the Charlotte Hornets, Washington Bullets, Golden State Warriors, and Toronto Raptors, excelling at stealing and extremely aggressive play on the court. He was a small man amongst giants who said, hey, I may be 5'3", 
but I'm great at basketball. That's awesome. I'm going to play. He was awesome. Now, we also have our modern-day sumo wrestlers. We have Enho, uh-huh. Teretsuyoshi, Ishiura. But some from the past preceded them and carved a way for them in the world of sumo. Have you ever heard of a wrestler named Tamatsubaki Kentaro? No. Okay. Tell me more. I will. He was a wrestler who wrestled in the early 1900s from 1903 to 1916, to be exact. And he was nicknamed, this is such a great nickname, The Tick. Because he was known to be small and hungry, which I love. That's so descriptive, right? Well, it tells you, I would think it would tell you a little bit about his wrestling style, too. I mean, he completely proved to be a troublesome pest for much larger wrestlers (laughs) of his time. He was 5'2 and 161 pounds. And I really couldn't find many other wrestlers that small in history book. He is listed as the smallest sumo wrestler on record, but with sumo's long history, and I looked up the the average height of uh, of a guy, a 17-year-old kid in 1903, the average height was 5'3". So I find it hard to believe that he was the shortest wrestler ever. I'm sure he was... Oh, I see what you're he saying. He was... He, he, there are other wrestlers who perhaps didn't have a Wikipedia page dedicated to them yeah. or who are on record, but um, or they didn't rise high in their ranks. Yeah. But statistically, though, we do know also from 1602 to 1867, the average Japanese height was 5'1 for men. So okay. uh, there have been small wrestlers, but maybe the bigger guys were smaller. Still, whatever the case, there's always been small man and big man sumo. Yeah. And for Tamatsubaki, he blazed a path at the time, though, for small and mighty wrestlers and he brought his small man techniques to to the ring. Tamatsubaki, he was really known as being fast and clever and having quick techniques. He made it all the way to Sekiwake with his very small frame and determination and feistiness. And he had a very successful career in Makuchi for the entire span of his career for 13 years. And after he retired, he became an Oyakata. So I'd like to believe that some of these guys from from ye old days, we still see the way they fight. It's such a traditional sport. We see it trickle down to the wrestlers we're watching today. And so I think with history and, and why I'm so fascinated with sport and how old this sport is, the techniques in which you win haven't evolved that much. So we are sort of seeing something kind of like, what do they call that? Uh, uh, drag, uh, what is it? Uh, lightning lightning bug in like a jar you like you're catching magic you're seeing history that made no sense anyway i <laughs> you're probably just looking at the quizzical look on my face like i going, don't, I don't that know doesn't that I don't doesn't line what... up well... <laughs> <laughs> are, are you saying it's like we're watching history but it's all yeah then the lightning bug analogy doesn't really work it's okay. Anyway, explain it to me. You're I, I, you're no, on the cusp of something I, no, I think, really good. I think the more I explain it, the more I convince myself that was way off. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> today's average height for a 17-year-old guy is 5'6". Okay. Oh. Yeah. So the height has changed over the years. But still, when you think of Enho, what is he, 5'6"? No, actually... Well, okay, we'll get well, there. No, I can tell you, but it's it's more confusing than you would think, because the American Wikipedia page says that he's five five, and if you go to the sumo stats that are on the official page and you do the conversion of centimeters, mm-hmm. he's five five. But if you go to the Japanese Wikipedia page, it says he's five seven, and there's all sorts of pages out there that say he's five six. So he's are somewhere they including his hair. So I don't know. There's he's somewhere between <laughs> five five and five seven, but it it is agreed that he is the shortest one. So I'm gonna go with what the sumo page says and do that conversion. So let's say he's five five, and mm-hmm. Terutsuyoshi is five five and a half. So those are the two smallest. Interesting. Right now, anyway. Yeah. Okay. But your um, point is, the point that is that's, that that's average. It's, your point <laughs> is that he's an average height. He's average height. Yeah. He's average but height or seeing... a little slow or a little lower. Cause... But the way these guys have fought throughout time is the same, yeah. in my opinion, because it's such a traditional sport. Okay. So the weird part is, 
if you think, okay, this is the part I couldn't get in my head. So if average guy height throughout all the days was somewhere between, I don't know, five foot one, five foot three, somewhere along the line in 1994, the JSA at that point had been requiring wrestlers that intended to enter professional sumo to be at least 173 centimeters, which is five eight. Now, prior to that, I found little hard evidence of, of when the height requirement started, only just kind of the speculation on the internet that throughout time, and this makes sense, way back when, this was a good way to make money, especially if you were broke or a peasant or something, you're like, go to sumo school. But there were a lot of people that wanted to become sumo wrestlers. With that popularity, you have too many people that can join a stable. So you add in the height requirements and that kind of... It culls the, those numbers of people that want to become sumo wrestlers. And around 1994, when some of the changes in height requirements came into play, that's when sumo popularity was waning. And that's when the big influx of foreign wrestlers started to come into play, that they were just trying to get new wrestlers into the sport. So some of the rules about how tall you had to be were fudged because they were like, look, we got to get some more people. So anyway, I, I'll go back to 1994. Kind of think of it like, um, have you ever auditioned for the Rockettes? And they were like, you have to be like 5'8", at least 5'8". Yeah, that's what they did with Will, Will Rogers. The first thing he did, you walked in the door and they were like, stand next to this tape on the wall. If you're not 5'8", bye. Yep. So that was kind of, the Rockettes is just like sumo wrestling. Okay. <laughs> they were like, exactly you're not tall like enough, that. get out of here. Yep. Before 1994, it was like that. Yes. But we don't know when that rule of you got to be this tall started to play. But anyway... There were some wrestlers who obviously were not 173 centimeters, and they wanted to be wrestlers no matter what. So there was, unfortunately, a young wrestler who was 16 years old, 16. His name was Takaji Harada, and I cannot believe the story is true, but it's 100% true. He wanted to become a sumo wrestler so bad, and he was only 5'2". So he injected silicone into the scalp of his head four different surgeries mm -hmm. over a year to make up the six-inch difference. Mm. Now, I hate to laugh at this, but the pictures are a little bit comical because it's the sweet kid, but he looks like a cone head because his hair covers up the cone on top of his head, which is just purely silicone. And they are measuring him and Ugh. he is 5'8". But after that, they were like, oh, okay, I think something's, something's wrong with your head. <laughs> yeah, but also the JSA was like, I, I mean, he is legitimately 5'8", but like, I, we're on to you. I would react with horror. I would as well. somebody walked in and they had obviously altered their own body to meet right. a height requirement. That's really disturbing. Right. I mean, it was a desperate action. They had to at least see that this is a desperate attempt. Yeah. And um, anyway, so I don't ever know if that kid ever made it in. I He's made it into sumo mythology. History, I know. Bless I know. his heart. Um, I mean, hopefully you got it removed later. I think, I hope so, because, you know, silicone can like... Uh, what do they call it? Move, but like migrate <laughs> to migrate. other parts oh. of your body. Yeah. So uh, anyway. All right. But let's talk about another wrestler. We have talked about him in the past, but one that he learned that this, I mean, this was obviously a popular technique, I guess, amongst shorter guys. They were like, what, look, to add a few centimeters if you need them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's always been some fudge room. Why are guys always adding centimeters where they can? <laughs> <laughs> like guys are I, obsessed with being bigger I, well i aren't I they don't, uh, i don't know i don't know <laughs> anyway so let's talk about mayanomi now he was a fabulous wrestler who unfortunately when he also started sumo he was short of the height requirement so he also injected silicone into his scalp or a doctor did it, and it made him tall enough to reach the sumo height requirement. Uh, he added about two inches to his height. And after that, 
the JSA was like, okay. <laughs> okay. Twice now. Okay. Which is crazy because the JSA can change rules really fast yeah. or they can be like, no, this is tradition. So I always, I find this fascinating that they were just like, no, no immediately stop doing yeah. this. You guys are going nuts with this requirement to technically be tall enough. Still, geez, this is crazy. Let's just lower that, though, so people don't artificially enhance their height with silicone. And the requirement after that became 5'5", and a minimum of 148 pounds. So like I said, this is all, though, around the time that popularity and kids coming into sumo, those numbers were getting to be fewer and fewer and fewer. So maybe they were willing to just be like, okay. Let's lower it. Hmm. About Maya Naomi, his career was from 1990 to 1999. Once they were like, yeah, you can just be in sumo. He proved that short guys had the goods because in just a year, he was up and out of Jurio into Makauchi, where he stayed for five or six more years, attaining the highest rank of Komusubi. And he won five separate technique prizes. Wow. Which I think is amazing. Yeah. Um, in fact, he beat – this is a really great match to watch. He beat Akibono in 1991. Really? Yes. And he used this technique called Mitu Koruzeme, which is called a triple attack force out, which involves simultaneously tripping one leg of the opponent, grabbing the other, and pushing the head into the opponent's chest, pushing their head into their chest to okay. force them out and backwards. So um, yeah. he did that like two other times. Nobody has done that except for Ishiura in 19, uh, 2019. No one's done it since. So I think that that's interesting that it's like, oh, small guy from years ago. Yep. And now we're seeing the same techniques from another guy similar to his height. And it works. About... A couple of other styles that he used. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of this, but it's called Neko Damashi. Mm -mm. It involves a wrestler clapping their hands together in front of the opponent's face. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. You've seen that, right? And that happens at the start of the bout. And the aim of this technique from Wikipedia is to cause the opponent to close their eyes briefly, Mm -hmm. just quick enough that it would allow the other person to gain the advantage and perhaps get on the belt, get to the position they want. Also, another technique called Hasotobi or eight boat leap, which we've also seen, is a sidestep at the tachiai, which you would see the wrestler kind of jump and then they sort of appear behind the other guy all of a sudden and then, of course, usher them out. So these are a couple of techniques that worked for Maya Naomi years ago and we see reflected on the bodies of Enho and Ichigora and Teretsuyoshi. And it's pretty cool. Um, some other fun facts about this wrestler in particular. He was nicknamed, I love nicknames. I love nicknames. Waza no Depato. Do you know what that means? Waza no Depato? Depato. Remember in Japanese? Yeah, lessons? department store. Yeah. He was, what, what does Waza mean? The department stores of techniques. That was his oh, nickname. Oh, okay, nice. <laughs> the department stores of techniques. Yeah, because he used 33 different kimarite during his career. So, so in some ways, to me, the small guys, they, they seem like they have to work a little harder and they have to be more diverse, but they can be lethal. You know, they can be really, really effective in their techniques and their their varied kimarite. And so not to say that big big guys don't have mad skills. It's just a real technical challenge to go into a bout as a little guy. And for someone like Maya Naomi um, versus Akibono at 6'8", I find it fascinating and even more fascinating and awesome that a guy who is like that small can beat such a giant. Well, absolutely. Skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the small guys are faster. Yeah. It seems to me they have a lot more mobility. And they because they're lower to the ground, I mean they can do things like squat down and then come back up really quickly yeah, to recover. Does that. Exactly. Like, how I mean, does his butt not hit the ground? Exactly. Can you imagine Ichinocho doing that? No. No. You can't even fathom it. You can't even picture it because Once he goes down, he's down. Yeah. I've never <laughs> seen him squat that low anyway. Maybe he can, but I mean, talk about two completely different ways of using your body. That's it. These small guys, they're just so speedy and so quick. And uh, they're just waiting for their opponents to lean a little too far forward Mm -hmm. so that they can take advantage of any situation like that. Right. And if if they're caught by the big guys, 
they're shoved out so easily because they're small. Right. Yeah. I think that is exactly what makes them uh, really fun to watch because their matches are unpredictable. That's very, very true. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about two small wrestlers that are wrestling today. I picked Enho and Teretsuyoshi. By the way, Teretsuyoshi followed us on social media. Yes. This was like the biggest deal. It yes, it is. And I am going to I'm going to come back to his social media in a second. But I picked these two guys because they're the smallest. Teretsuyoshi is in the top division right now. Enho is Jurio 1. So I wanted to highlight a couple of guys He's only still our in the darling. top. Yeah. And He's incredibly popular. Everybody loves him. He was the sexiest wrestler last year in our sumo pool. And I have to say, there's more info on Inho out there in the world because of his popularity. So that was another reason I wanted to focus on him. But as I'm talking about these guys, also think about other smaller wrestlers. I mean, there's Midori Fuji, who is 5'6", so he's not that much taller. Toby Zaru. Toby Zaru is 5'7. Ura is 5'7. Ishiura is 5'7. It's crazy to think that if you were in a room full of sumo wrestlers, you would be taller than all of them. I would be the same yes. height. Yes. Isn't that nuts? I would be taller than Koto Echo. What? Yes. Isn't that crazy? So there's a lot of smaller wrestlers up there. That's awesome. You know, also, as you're thinking of them, especially with Enho, think of Enho as like the Bruno Mars of sumo. <laughs> Bruno Mars is also 5'5", five five, same height. Complete badass. Yes, complete badass. Enho has that same sort of suave, ladies' man type of feel to the ladies in Japan, it seems. He is a huge celebrity in Japan. People love him. There's so much celebrity info out there in the world about him. If you're an Enho fan, just start going to Japanese sites and using the Google (laughs) Translate tool because it's really, really fun. (laughs) Enho is 26 years old. His real name is Tomoya Nakamura, but he's got a lot of nicknames. His nicknames are Yuya. Oh, that's cute. Isn't that? Yuya. What's that mean? Um, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yutan. Here's my favorite one. The Prince of Twist. Oh, I like that. Yeah, he's called the Prince of Twist because he can twist to the left or he can twist to the right as he's wrestling. Both sides are super strong. And I guess most wrestlers have a preferred way that they like to twist their opponents, but he can go both ways. And he likes to fight from the side. So when you you see Inho, just think the Prince of Twist. The Prince of Twist. (laughs) His hobbies. Biggest hobby? Sleeping. I did not expect that from Enho, but I'm liking it. I mean, it's honest. Don't we all love a good nap? Well, uh, yes. I'm. Do honest. you know he's like best friends with like Kagayaki? Oh, that's. Well, I was about to say that's cute. I shouldn't say that. No, it is adorable. But that's great. Well, I don't Kagayaki. know if they're like best friends, but I watched this documentary. It's all in Japanese. I have no idea what they're saying, but they follow them around town and they go eat at a restaurant and it just brought me back to like i don't know high school in some ways because they're both just like buddies one's enormous one's tiny and they both are like sort of awkward in front of the camera and it's it's just magical please tell me kageyaki never smiles the whole time he does smile a little bit but he's he's kind of like he presents himself in the (laughs) doyo like serious or whatever but they have some they have some laughs but anyway i love it Okay. I'll try to find that and include it. Yes, please, please. Another one of Enho's hobbies that I don't quite understand, but I'm going to guess about, is, quote, self-catering, which I believe means cooking, but I don't oh. know why it would be called self-catering. <laughs> you make a meal and then you like you put it like on a fancy table <laughs> with like a candelabra and like why. silver. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's what came up on the Japanese Wikipedia page, that he really likes self-catering. Uh, he is single. <laughs> He's dating. He does like older women. He's not married. Okay. He has been seen out and about, ladies, but it is noted widely that he's more difficult to spot and he can easily in walk beside, yes, because of his height. Like a big sumo wrestler stands out in a crowd. You can spot them from miles away. But Enho is different. 
because he's a slightly below average. So he can just like move melds, in the crowd. right? Like Jason Bourne himself into a crowd. <laughs> That's what an elf can do. Yeah. Jason Bourne. I'm just envisioning that uh, Jason Bourne scene where he's in the square. Exactly. Uh, and it's in the whole time. <laughs> yes. And there's all these And women. then Kageyaki's like the decoy. Yes, anyway. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Well, a lot of people have been interviewing him, and they're asking him a lot about his tastes, and he says he really likes beautiful eyes, he likes beautiful teeth, and a short cut. So I'm guessing that means women with short hair? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But he really wants a woman who can be who she is. Oh, good man. Yes. His blood type, AB, which means it's, that's he goes the unusual. Ways. Yes. Hence the it twisting. He's, that's right. He's he's considered talented, composed, eccentric, and complicated. Okay. Food-wise, he really likes pudding. Really, really likes pudding. <laughs> and anything with pudding. eggs. Eggs. Oh, just any old egg. Any old eggs. He loves them. Loves them. Omelets. Yeah. Loves okay. Yeah. Good Just, to know. Yep. Loves them. Know. He does not drink at all when he's training, but when he's off. He goes he loves, crazy. Yes, loves, <laughs> loves to imbibe, loves to drink with the boys, really, really likes beer and sake, not so into champagne or tequila, staying away from those two. Oh, he must have bad experiences. He must have. <laughs> he receives lots of gifts from fans, and he says that his favorite gifts are nutritional foods, eggs, and scissors. <laughs> I don't even know what to think about the collection either. of those items. I don't either. What does he do with scissors? I have no idea. I mean, there was no explanation. Maybe he's a scrapbooker. Maybe. <laughs> maybe he uses it for self-catering. Maybe. You can snip chives Not sure. with scissors. But he also really, really likes things with a nice scent. He said, I really like stuff with a nice scent that makes me feel relaxed. Aroma. An incense. In fact, this is a quote. I like the soothing scent, like incense sticks and overseas perfumes. I may be particular about body soap. I received L'Occitane before. L'Occitane? Yes. Oh, that's how you say it. Thank you. It has a nice scent. I, don't know if I, I use said it that every. Right, but that's I, the way. I, I mean, I use it. Yes. I'm the. I'm in the same camp as him. I will buy this expensive soap because I like the lavender smell. So it's really he's, yummy. He's right there with you. He really likes the expensive, nice smelling soaps, and he really is into skincare products. So if you like eggs, if you like pudding, and you like skincare, <laughs> he don't is your man. Mail him eggs though. That's just not going to end up well. I just find that really funny because I never, ever would have looked at him and thought, there's a man who likes skincare. Or there's a man who really likes scissors. Right. <laughs> but I'm just does. like more baffled at like somebody asked that question. He was like, yeah, what do I like? I like girls with short hair. I like eggs. I like what scissors. Are they, yeah. Like how bizarre is his mind that those were the things that came together in that interview? I like eggs. <laughs> Nutritional foods. Nutritional foods. I love scissors and love L'Occitane soaps. <laughs> love it. This is why I love looking up these wrestlers for these bizarre things. They help me. They help me get to know the man behind the sumo. So let me tell you a little bit about his background. So Inho was a premature baby. He was very weak. He had a lot of asthma growing up. So he had a lot of breathing problems. Inho said he was not really into sumo wrestling as a kid. He did not think it was cool at all. He did not want to put his butt out in public. He's actually been quoted as saying that. But it's a nice butt. I know. But, you know, but, it, it is you a know. big thing to suddenly be like, I want the world to see my, my butt. butt. Yeah, I yeah. get it. So at the age of five, he decided he started training sumo because he changed his mind. He just like Showed He went to watch his brother do sumo at the age of five, essentially, and was like, you know what? This is okay. What's remarkable about that is that he can actually remember what his thoughts were prior to I being know. five years old. I know. I mean, that's remarkable. <laughs> it really is. So in elementary school, he was studying the sumo. He was also involved in water polo. He was like a water polo keeper. From second like a to sixth. Or something? I think that's a goalie. Yeah. Okay. So he was in the pool a lot. He was doing sumo a lot. 
Once he got to junior high, he and his team won this group sumo championship. He started doing more rigorous training, started eating more to build up his body. So by the time he got to high school, he's really looking good. He won the lightweight class of the World Junior Sumo Championships in his third year. He also won third place in the high school sumo tournament in his third year, but he was too small to even consider going into professional sumo at that point. So he was like, great, okay, I'll go to university. So he went to university and he won the West Japan Student Sumo Rookie Championship in his first year. And in his second and third years at uni, won the World Sumo Championship Lightweight Class. Whoa. Yes. So he was at Worlds in university doing really well in lightweight. And then essentially he was like, well, I guess my sumo career is done. I better start looking for a job because I can't be a sumo wrestler. I'm too small. Turns out Hakaho had heard of him from these world sumo championships and Hakaho reached out to him and said, kid, if you want to try sumo, now is the time. Basically, if you're ever going to do it, you got to do it now. You got to decide. And there's a place for you at my stable if you want it. And so Enho was like, okay, yeah, all right. (laughs) When the big guy comes knocking on my door, all right, I'm going to give it a shot. And so that's what brought him into the ring. But also because he went through university, he only started in professional sumo in 2015, which is very different from Teretsuyoshi, who's the same age as Enho, but he's been in professional sumo since 2010. Oh, okay. So he's been there a lot longer because he didn't go through school. He didn't go to university. He took a very different route. But Enho has all this education and then went into professional sumo. Enho's highest rank... Sumo World has been Maegashira 4. He has received a technique prize, but he is on average about 110 pounds lighter and six inches shorter than any average guy in the top division. So he's much, much smaller. When you watch him wrestle, look for him to come in super, super low at the Tachiai if he comes in at all. He'll often go for maybe an inside left-hand grip. And he will often win with like an underarm throw or a pulling underarm throw or a leg grab, something like that. He's just really... He's diverse. He's very diverse. In his approach, yeah. Just like some of these old wrestlers from ye old days. They had to have different techniques to take down the big guys. And they still work today. Yeah. And his technique is very different from Teretsuyoshi, who doesn't like to come in and sort of like spin to the sides. Teretsuyoshi likes to come straight in and grab the belt right underneath the stomach with both hands. And that says also something about his personality. Right. So let's switch to Teretsuyoshi. Teretsuyoshi's given name is Shoki Fukuoka. Fukuoka? Fukuoka. Yeah, Shoki. He was born, and they say this at almost every every basho. They say Teretsuyoshi was born on the day of this big, huge earthquake. Earthquake, yeah. He's yeah. Earthquake boy. Earthquake boy, that's right. If you don't know much about this earthquake, I certainly didn't. I had to look it up. It was a ginormous earthquake that hit Japan in January of 1995. It killed upwards of 6,400 people on that day, damaged roads, rail uh, rail lines, buildings. He was born about 15 hours after that huge earthquake hit. I'm sure they were still experiencing aftershocks. Because of that... Because he was born on that day, he's always felt that he needed to do something great and unique in his life, you know? Like, talk about the pressure. (laughs) You come into the world and the world shakes at your entry. Well, and I heard he was sort of teased at school, too, because of that, is that they would call him Earthquake Boy. Yep. And so he had to rise above that and prove himself that, like, he wasn't a disaster. Exactly. focused and... He has an interesting background. He was also ill in early childhood, like Inho was. He often had colds, but uh, he was very strong as a kid. He started studying judo in first grade, and in third grade, his parents got a divorce. Because of it, Teretsuyoshi became closer to his grandfather, who was a really big sumo fan, and he passed that love on to his grandson. In fourth grade... Teretsuyoshi went to a local sumo tournament. 
and won second place. Whoa. And he decided right then and there to join a local sumo club to train. So that's pretty early. Yeah. His mom said he was always a naughty kid. <laughs> Troublesome. And yeah, he really does seem like a kid who likes to... Uh, he seemed like a kid who liked to push back against rules. There's a story about him finding a dog. Something was wrong with this dog, and he brought it home and insisted on keeping it, even though his mother said, absolutely not, you cannot keep the dog. It's mother, the dog mother? Yes. Or no, his mother. His mother. So, and it, he basically said, sorry, mom, I'm keeping it. Wow. In elementary school. So he so pushed defiant. back against authority big time. Yeah. When he got to junior high... He was already ranked best 16, like of the top 16 in national sumo championships. So he was dynamite at sumo at a very good age, not dynamite at school. In fact, he had enormous attendance issues. He would skip over 30 days of school in a year, just was not up for the attendance awards like Tamawashi was at all. (laughs) In junior high. He began to lead a rough life. Like sumo gangs? Like staying out all night (laughs) and not attending school. So all of those things were happening, but he was still going to all his regular sumo practices, showing up every day for the sumo ring. And it was a very strict place that he was studying. Like he has often said the director there of his sumo club would beat him with a bamboo sword if he ever missed practice, even if he had a fever or something like that, he would get Oh my goodness, that seems a little extreme. But it does. But (laughs) something about that just really interested him. And he was like, you know what? I don't like school. I'm going to stick with sumo. He was good at that. He knew that. Yeah. Or he just said, this is what I need. Whatever the reason, he decided to forego high school and college. He went right into the Isegahama stable after junior high at 15 years old. So he's been there since he was 15. Now, it took him seven years to climb slowly to Jurio. Oh, let me give you a little bit of uh, stuff about him personally. Teretsuyoshi really likes to dive. He likes to like snorkel and... And, like, dive in the ocean and things like that. Nice. Yeah. He's a good swimmer. Yeah, he's a great swimmer. He also really likes to shop. Okay. He's a great shopper. Yeah, great shopper, great swimmer. <laughs> he has chronic diabetes. <laughs> I thought you... Not what I... Yeah, not what you thought diarrhea. was gonna... Not chronic just... diarrhea. <laughs> chronic diabetes. <laughs> okay. Which... Bo- both of which are... Would be terrible. Really terrible to deal with animal washing. Yes. Yeah. But interestingly, he fights this diabetes off, and actually Haramafuji taught him this. He fights diabetes off by taking a walk for 40 minutes after they eat that big meal in the Mm. day, rather than going right to sleep. And I never thought about that. If you have a blood sugar issue, eating huge meals and then going right to sleep would make it worse. But if you eat a huge meal and then walk a little of that off, it's gonna it's gonna not spike your blood sugar so much. Interesting. Yeah. So he's learned that. And back to his Instagram, it really does give you slice of life of what it must be like to live in a sumo heya. Like it's just a whole bunch of pranks. It's like him and Chiyomaru pulling pranks on each other. Like, who who can turn off the other CPAP machine while they're taking a nap? Oh, that's cruel. Like, who's, it's just prankville. It's like a whole, guy, a whole bunch of guys just pranking each other, showing off the food that they love to eat. It's really amusing to look at it. It's really cute. So, Teretsuyoshi, of course, is very popular for his big salt throwing pre match ritual. Everybody loves the big, huge salt throw. Also, very popular for his ears, which took yes. me down the rabbit hole of cauliflower ears. Yes. Very interesting. I'm I'm glad it's interesting for you. I, I don't think that would be a rabbit hole I'd go down. But I do know that there are many wrestlers with cauliflower ears. Yes. And I never thought about this before. Smaller wrestlers would probably have more cauliflower ears than bigger wrestlers because cauliflower ears are caused when you get hit in the ear, when there's damage right. to your ear and there's blood clots in your ear. And because there's there's just no the place, place for, for the blood to go, it like swells up. And if you don't get that thing drained or taken care of right away, it just keeps getting worse it's and like turns into keloid? cauliflower. Is yeah, it like kind a of. Keloid scar? Yeah, it's just there's no place 
for it to go. has them. Some of it, Inho doesn't. He has beautiful ears, does he? I haven't not noticed them in Inho, but it makes sense that smaller guys would just have to deal with pressure and getting smacked in the head if they're always trying to get in and underneath. Yeah. Maybe this is why Inho goes to the side all the time, because he wants pretty ears. He's got a maintain his looks he's I, very sexy maybe maybe depend off depend upon it but the more i looked into cauliflower ear the more i was like oh my god if you ever get swollen ear if you get bruising your ear go to the doctor right away so that you don't get cauliflower ear but i also looked it up and there are greek statues of boxers with cauliflower ears did you really? realize that no. i didn't either so this has been a problem for a really long time really cauliflower long time. ears that's right and terzioshi is very famous for his cauliflower ears Mm-hmm. But that's why professional wrestlers on the mats, that not sumo, they they wear the little headphones. I mean, they're not headphones, but they wear the headgear. Yeah, protecting they could. their ears. Yeah, and that's because sumo wrestlers don't wear those cute little head thingies. I, little yeah, they could. They could they in the future, could, at yes. least during practice. Yeah. But I. But this is a problem don't. in boxing. It's a problem in judo. It's a problem in all sorts of martial arts yeah and if you don't get it taken care of and they swell up really big these guys often have years ahead of them with ringing of the ears oh. ear infections oh. all sorts of problems that get can come that from cauliflower checked ears. out i know so if you have bruising of the ears go to your doc and get it drained stat stat the more you know. That's right. The <laughs> more <laughs> you know. See, like when you look up Terence Yoshi, the rabbit holes you end up going down. I love it. All right. Let me, let's see a little bit more about him. Okay. Okay. Did I mention how, how he's received a fighting spirit award? Did I mention how his highest level reached was Micah three? No. There you go. Unlike Inho, he likes to jump right in and under. He likes to get right in there and throw the judo throws that he's been throwing since he was in elementary school. He is known for his direct attacking style, which is very unusual for a guy his size. He seems like one of the wrestlers, if I remember correctly, he will do a full-on tachiai with a big old boulder of a opponent. Like, he will he meet will. it. He will not... He- Avoid that. Actually, most of his wins are by frontal push out or force out. Interesting. His most common winning kimorite is Oshidashi, Yorikiri. That is very unusual for a guy of his size. And that might be why the cauliflower ears. Wow. Maybe. For the biggest guys, his main winning strategy is to jump to the side, wrap around behind them, and escort them out. But for the most part, he really does love to go right in. And I'm just going to finish with quote. This is from his own little mouth. From Muhammad Ali to Terutsiyoshi. It rhymes. I never thought I was small. And I didn't like it. If I was small, I wouldn't like the opponent. If I had 190 centimeters, I wouldn't be able to sumo. In other words, I don't think I'm small, but if somebody else does... That's their problem? Yeah. I... (laughs) If I was too tall, I wouldn't be... Yeah. If I was taller, I wouldn't be able to do the sumo that I do now, essentially, is what I take that. If I was taller, I couldn't do my sumo. Right. Nice. I don't think I'm small. He's not small. Yeah. He's big in my eyes. Yeah. And so is Enho. Yeah. And so are some of the other wrestlers throughout history. So next week, we are going to bring you a really exciting interview. And Laurie and I have been wearing our Depends so we don't pee our pants. Um, But we're super excited. We will not tell you who it is. All we'll tell you is just come back next week. It's going to be exciting. All right. That's it. Sayonara. See y'all later. Bye. Bye. But I am looking forward to when he gets his haircut, seeing what Kakadu looks like with a new haircut. Cannot even imagine. Well, but it was kind of, it's kind of as great as like when you saw Kisuno Sato with like that great quaff and you're like, oh, wow, yeah, that's true. You're I'm like, looking look forward to that. Look at that dapper man. Yeah.